Welcome to the Transom Podcast, a monthly roundup of the new features on the transom.org website, providing mathematical puzzles, games, learning activities, and the ever-popular mathematics lesson starter of the day. Here's your host, John Tranter. Hello, this is podcast number 57, recorded for August 2019, and It begins with a puzzle about carrot-eating critters. In a field, there are 20 animals, some donkeys, goats and rabbits, who between them eat 20 carrots. Each donkey eats three carrots, each goat eats one and a half carrots, and each rabbit eats half a carrot. How many of each kind of animal are in the field. Well, I won't repeat that because I know you can very easily rewind this uh, bit of the podcast, but I will give you lots of thinking time as I rumble on about all sorts of things as usual in this podcast. So this is all about the, the new additions to the Transom website in this last month, even though I've been on holiday to uh, some wonderful places. Um, I've still managed to uh, get some new things up there, mainly because I pass the time on the plane by um, by writing code. So there's some new things on the website that were written at 30,000 feet. There you go. First of all, on the flight from uh, London to Singapore, I remembered the time when I was a Sea Scout, and thinking back to the happy days spent boating on Patsall Pool, I came up with the idea of Scouts in Boats. It's a more sort of classroom-safe version uh, of an old puzzle from 1850, and is presented in increasing levels of difficulty. Uh, The task is easily understood, but it's surprisingly more tricky to implement. It's a drag-and-drop activity where you have to drag the little uh, images of scouts onto the boats. Um, So all I can say is be prepared. (laughs) See what I did there? Anyway, all the activities I will talk about in this podcast can be found by clicking on the links in the newsletter, and that's transom.org slash newsletter. Now, they say not all school mathematics should be exciting and fun. Hmm, should it? Anyway, there's a place for good old-fashioned drill and practice too. But there's no law to say that that can't be enjoyable in its own right. Think of the uh, the work of Daniel Pink in the motivation. Anyway, the, the new activity called Three Prime Sum provides no-frills practice, recalling prime numbers, and flexing mental arithmetic muscles at the same time to find three prime numbers that add up to the given numbers. Um, the exercise is based on the Goldbach conjecture, believe it or not, sounds very... Uh, technical, in-depth, and academic. Um, Every integer greater than five, he stated and proved, can be written as the sum of three prime numbers, So, such as 25 is 11 plus 7 plus 7. Um, Actually, there's there's more to the Goldbach conjecture than I've just uh, mentioned, and articles found in books and online would make interesting reading for the inquisitive learner. 
You are listening to the Transum podcast. You can find Transum Mathematics at www.transum.org. As usual, I have a maths book that I'm reading at the moment to tell you about. And uh, this month, I'm reading Geometry Snacks. It's uh, subtitled Bite-Sized Problems and Multiple Ways to Solve Them. It's one of those books that turns out actually to be better than I thought it would be. Uh, And I now have a new set of strategies for solving geometrical problems just when I thought I knew it all. In fact, I was so impressed with this book that I contacted the publisher, Tarquin, and asked permission to include one of the snacks as an advanced lesson starter. So have a look at that, and I'd love to know how this uh, geometry snack starter works with your higher-achieving mathematicians. Let me know. Many of you, as I am, are enjoying the long school holiday at the moment. Though for many others, it's business as normal, particularly uh, in the Southern Hemisphere, in Australia and New Zealand. Um, Anyway, for those whose pupils are on holiday, be aware that they are slowly forgetting a lot of the mathematics they learned last term. It's not completely out of the question to send them an email with a link to some holiday maths activities. Because Transom has some holiday maths activities. Just a thought. Anyway, the the link is in the newsletter, transom.org slash newsletter for the holiday maths activities. I have just finished listening to the wonderful Mr. Barton podcast in which a large number of educators each talk about one thing they have learned during this last year. Uh, One of the contributors who made me smile was Rob Easterway. He's the puzzle advisor to the New Scientist magazine and he talked about the link between humour and creativity and highlighted the lack of humour in examination questions. This year I've been thinking a lot about the importance of humour in maths, and the reason for this is that I think that humour is an essential part of creativity. About 50 years ago, Arthur Kersler wrote a book called The Act of Creation, and in that book he said that creativity manifests itself in three ways. Art, discovery and humour. Somebody else reduced this to three shorter words. Creativity is R, aha and ha-ha. I love those three words because I think they're a quick way to spot that creativity is happening, whether that's in everyday life or in maths lessons. If a lesson has included no moments of ah, aha or ha-ha, then whatever else it's achieved, I would suggest it has not involved any creativity. My eldest daughter has just taken her GCSEs, so this year I've taken a closer interest than normal in the maths that teenagers are expected to do in preparation for their exams. What has struck me is how little humour there is in maths questions. In fact, a teacher recently confided to me that she'd once been a GCSE exam setter and she'd found that uh, any humour that she put into questions in the form of puns or amusing product names tended to get removed. The reason for this is apparently that exams should avoid arousing emotional reactions in students. And of course, it wouldn't be right for some students to burst out laughing during an exam or to start crying because of a poignant story linked to simultaneous equations, though presumably the emotional reaction of, oh my God, this question is so unrealistic, it makes me angry, is deemed acceptable. Anyway, 
I can understand that humour in exam questions could be misconstrued. Exams are not there to entertain. Unfortunately, there are consequences if, like my daughter, the two years building up to GCSE are spent almost entirely practising on old GCSE exam questions. It means there is a danger of there being no humour in any of the lessons. Maths becomes a dry series of tasks with little sense of a twinkle in the eye of the examiner that says, I know this question has a really contrived storyline, but have a go anyway. I asked my daughter if she'd ever laughed during a maths lesson in year 10 or year 11. Her reply, no, not once. So, although I can offer a bolt-on contribution in the form of maths jokes, which you may have seen on the Transom website, um, the real need, of course, is for a built-in, um, relaxed atmosphere in lessons where humour is the norm, whether it be an ability to laugh at the mistakes one makes or to have some in-jokes to help remember certain mathematical concepts. Anyway, this notion of humour in mathematics, I hope, is um, reflected in the transom activities you do every day from the website. Don't forget you can listen to this month's podcast, which is the audio version of the newsletter. You can find it on Stitcher or Apple Podcasts, and you can follow Transom on Twitter. That's at Transom. Uh, and you can actually like the Tr Transom Facebook page. Lots of ways of getting in touch there. So finally, the answer to this month's puzzle is two donkeys, five goats, and 13 rabbits. A similar puzzle appeared in the Bakshali manuscript in the year 350. Wow, long time ago. And is essentially a situation that can be described with two simultaneous equations involving three variables. Not so easy to solve, apart from knowing that the variables need to be whole numbers, positive whole numbers. Um, so I solved it using a systematic listing um, method, mixed with a bit of trial and improvement, and uh, of course technology helped. Hope you got the answer too. Anyway, that's all for now. See you next month. Bye. Thank you for downloading and listening to the Transom podcast. You can find the website at www.transom.org, where you're welcome to use all of the activities absolutely free. Or jump in with both feet and become a Transom subscriber. 